Welcome. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. Or is he? <laughs> wrong music. Wrong. <laughs> and I'm your host, Old John Tui. And this is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers, or is it? <laughs> Let's get to it, Mother Snatchers. <laughs> All right, no, we're back. And this time it's a very special episode of Invasion of the Potty Snatchers because it's our number 50. Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. What a road. And yeah. this isn't the only shit we do, you know? This is fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. We've we've already got uh, over a quarter century releases in Dark Side as well. Like you know, we got tall complaints wrestling. We got pair rankers wrestling. So we're always wrestling. Is what we're saying. We're we, wrestling. We wrestle. We wrestle. We wrestle. We, we rank. Yeah. We talk complaint. We wrestle. It's what we do. <laughs> you know, if you want to call us, like fucking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's that movie? If you want to call us Renaissance men. That's your that's your doing. You want to call us that's that? Your pro- that's yeah. your prerogative. Yeah, but if you like, was, I don't because wanna, you're so obsessed with it. Exactly. I'm allow it. I, yeah, I won't. I don't want to put an name badge on my shirt, but if you want to give me one, I'll happily wear it so uh, people understand how you see me. I'll you just know? do it just so yeah. we can just get beyond this narrative. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to just keep nagging us to be just going to keep nagging yeah, us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci emphasis on the Vin. You know what I mean? As well. <laughs> All right, Vin, we watched four movies uh, yeah. that would be based over the span of 56 to 2007 is 51 years. Yeah, 51 years, half a century of filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, and in fact, by the law of averages, we seem to be due one. You yeah. Know, you're 93, <laughs> you know, you do. It's 78, 93. And then Every 20 years. Yeah, yeah. It's seven, somewhere in the 14 to 20. Yeah. So yeah. Like, we're kind of in the... It's kind of sweet spot where somebody somewhere is like, yeah. what? You know, yeah. just, and, and it might just be a sparkle in the eye. The four movies you're talking about are a group of movies, especially one of them, um, the one from the 1970s, the We Hold Near and Dear. It's the reason we're called Potty Snatchers. It's the inspiration it behind our logo. All these things, Donald Sutherland's face. Shout out to Colin Cremins, my friend yeah. who wouldn't shut the fuck up. About, yeah. like it goes right so it's a horror podcast as it is and it's called invasion of the body snatchers it is and you you've done invasion of the body snatchers and it's like no we haven't no. yeah yeah because we were but waiting it's just that it's just that it's called invasion of the body yeah. snatchers. one would think that you would do yeah. but here we yeah, are but Here's... we're patient we're patient we are we, patient yeah we, absolutely we decided just like the thing that we're because of the high regard and because of the close connectivity that has to this show because originally we, we wanted to call the podcast outpost 31 after location and thing but it was already oh. taken so we were sickened and then we fell upon another movie we bought loved and i sounded kind of cool it was invasion of the body snatchers thus invasion of the potty snatchers and that's why we said we'd hold back and do it for a monumentous episode such yeah, as it our, deserved our landmark it. one know, it deserved it yeah and number 50s here and we're going to go back to the 1950s to start this fucking Ooh, episode. Let's do 1956. Let's talk about uh, the, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Noel, um, we talked a little bit before we went on there. Neither of us have seen this. What do you think? Yeah, I hadn't seen it. And I, I, it makes me think of that kind of, I suppose, I'm not going to back this up. So I'm just going to say image I have in my head of the 50s horror scene. Yeah. Um, where it was just like space craziness. You know, they come from Mars, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was just like, I don't know, it was really, it was like a small enough setting. It was like a doctor in a small town. Yeah. And uh, that's not my mom. And I loved it. I loved it. It was such, and it was such a good idea. Yeah. Like, when you were actually watching this, you have to understand that this was its genesis. 
Yeah. And yeah, they, they went bigger and it went wider and it, and it was improved if you want the truth. But yeah, this was its genesis and it was modest. Even by 56 standards, it was a modest. Well, um, 11 years after World War II, then did they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy when you think uh, about it. And you know, like even when when you see them coming out of pod, the pods and it's washing up liquid. Bubbles. I it's, love that. It's amazing how much you can get away with in black and white, though, in terms of detail. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it was just crazy. And, uh, yeah, no, it was cool. And, and it, it reminded me of why I loved it, because I felt like the, the invasion of the, the, the body snatchers I knew, but it was stripped back. Yeah. It was stripped back. It was stripped back because of its time, because you know uh, of its um, budget or whatever. But yeah. at the same time, it reminded me, it's a terrifying prospect. If there was something going on, it's going to end us all. You know about it, but no one will believe you. Yeah. Because it's too crazy. Yeah, and I always loved that in horror, and it's it's rarely done so well. But and Body Snatchers was always such a bleak movie. Yeah, and I just thought I just loved it. I loved seeing this Genesis. I I, I was kind of like smiling. I I felt like it was an experience, you know, because yeah. fifties horror is not something that We've for all my talk, it. yeah, for all my talk of like, oh, I'm a horror movie guy. What what have you got? And I can I can hold my own. I can that me I can hold my own. Yeah. And this made me feel like you know what? There's an untapped vein if I'm being completely honest with myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I definitely I, am going to explore it more. Yeah, no, I think it's well because like when we did the history of horror last year, we only went back uh, back as far as the 60s because we wanted to fit it in within a week of release. Yes. So yes. we were just unlucky because neither of us got a chance to pick from the 50s. So it is a decade that we've never and if covered. we did the 50s, why not the 40s? And you know, at yeah, a certain point exactly. we were like, Yeah, we'll go from this point. Yeah, just we just wanted forward. to do yeah. a week of filmmaking. So like yeah, then, like you know, for around in ten years, it will slowly move up a bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but um, so like I just think that it was. I, I'm like you. It was just so cool dipping back into the fifties for horror. It's something I haven't done in the last ten years at least. I haven't gone past the sixties. Sixties, I fucking love. I love so many movies from the sixties, the seventies. We all Same. do. The eighties, you know, yeah. so many classics. The golden age of horrors. Those twenty years period, and. I just think, like like, like you, I, I might be primed to see this, though, because I recently watched uh, Last Man on Earth starring Vincent Price uh, for something we're about to do in the future. And um, uh, the style of filmmaking, because that was uh, 1964, I think, and um, the style of filmmaking uh, was very similar. Um, that kind of noir-esque, that uh, uh, kind of really kind of like uh, serious narrative, the narrator constantly play, uh, playing in the background while it's almost like a silent movie playing out on the screen. Do you know that kind of thing? So I think I, I was, I, I think because I just recently watched Last One on Earth, um, a couple of days only, like two or three days really before I'd watched this, um, I, I was primed and ready for that kind of style. So I think I might have had a great appreciation and I might have had if I hadn't seen that movie in such close, uh, close proximity, um, because I understood the style a bit better because I literally just watched a movie that was quite similar in the style and how it was created. So when I watched this movie, I was a bit more open-minded to the hamminess of it, to the, the unnecessary narration at times, that kind of thing, as you said, like washing up liquid. So that, it's the kind of thing where sometimes if you see something that's slightly more modern than it but in a similar vein and you go back and you can completely understand what they were doing because you can see this is the genesis of the style that was later implemented in yes. that movie yes you know, that kind of way. and retroactively see tips of the cap yeah you know just to, you know they had the pods they had the doctor it had the the reason i had the skeptics and all of this kind of yeah. stuff 
You've stumbled upon something called mass hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember your one in the 1956 one? Here, take this. It's called speed. It's to keep you awake. I, yeah. I had to rewind it. And I was like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the 50s are amazing. <laughs> the 50s were amazing. Just yeah. straight up giving you speed. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. Know. Hey, wash your speed down with some cocaine. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you're in the pharmacy and somebody kind of gone, wait a minute. Have you taken speed before? I say, yeah, I take speed all the time. Well, that's good. You know, you should eat first. Oh, no, I, I, I always eat before I get into speed. Like, that's good. Okay. Okay. Do you remember? No, no, no swimming for two hours. Yeah. Okay, Mary Lou. Have you been taking your amphetamines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's just, it was such a crazy time. And, like, look look at us now. We're, like, uh, what, 70-odd years, almost 70 years away from the almost, making of that. Yeah, and, like, and that's nearly the same distance, like, when you're a kid and you look back and 70 years was World War Two, that era. And to see yeah. how the world was shaped in terms of what kind of uh, uh, content it was creating back then. Um, as I said to you earlier, 11 years past World War II, like to have something like this, I, I, I don't know when the book was written, but I'd love to know like the idea of a foreign invader coming in. To look yeah. Like, quite like uh, People were harder to shock, I'd yeah. imagine. Like we've gone through something so inconceivable. Um, well, they that, did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, God, yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, it, this this did seem like, it, yeah, it was, it was every, it, it, what you do is you play on people's fears. I mean, that's what yeah. horror should be. And this one, the fear was, of course, the invader. The fear was something that, yeah, we, we have men and women who are willing to fight. But what if it's already, you know, what if the, yeah, the fox is already in the hen house. Yeah. Like, you know, you could be as ballsy as you want, but it's, you know, it's still, yeah, it's brilliant. Do you think it was a case uh, of as well, like, do you know, when you see the abhorrent evils that the, the Nazi bastards did, like the, the scumbags? When yeah. the kind we're of actually abhor- anti-Nazis, and we're yeah, not afraid to know, say it over yeah, here. You know, uh, just the abhorrent evil that they did in that time. And then you, they looked like everyday Americans, like a Western European yes. looks quite similar to an American because they have a shared genealogy. So do you think, because uh, I don't know when Body Snatchers, the book was written, do you think... 55. 55. I checked it for you. Jack was... Finney wrote it in 55. So film was in 56. Exactly. So this was, wow. somebody said, this is good at making a film of this. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and as well, there might not have been a lot of new content around post-wars, things like this. You have to understand high-level content yeah. might be hard to come by. But um, so I was just thinking, like, if you look at American mindsets post-war and they're trying to look back at the evils that the Nazis did, and these are people that look like them, that come from a shared ancestry as them, but they wanted to change the world and make it look all new. But I want to conform to one way. Do you think the Nazi, uh, the Nazism of uh, Western Europe and Central Europe of the 30s and 40s, do you think that was an actual inspiration for body snatchers? If you look gotcha. at it. Yeah. Yeah. An evil that doesn't take on the actual shape of monsters. Yeah, exactly. Like something that could destroy everything you have and could ever hope for. And it doesn't have three horns and a pentagram or a, a long um, exactly. yeah, a tail belief like system that. to the end yeah, degree. Like, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just a guy. It's just a guy. Yeah. And he's gonna and he's gonna destroy you and everything. And 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 you're paranoid because maybe you're overreacting. Maybe yeah. you are, like you know, yeah, of course. It's a, and it's a terrifying prospect. And when you're going through these films, the bleakness of them really, really bled through. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was such a good idea. It was a good idea, though, yeah. wasn't it? So clever. It was so oh, clever. 
And, and it was very advanced at the time because they're talking about the panspermia hypothesis, like where, where foreign organisms have come from space on comets and rocks and stuff like that and have crashed landed on Earth and they've sprouted off in um, created life to talk about how there's a theory behind uh, cephalopods, isn't it? Squids and octopuses, yeah. octopi or octopuses that they it's think just... they might be alien because they find it hard to link their genealogy through history in the same way they've done with many uh, existing a species that yeah, are there was even, today, you know. It's funny because yeah, there was the cop, the, the the naysayer cop who turns out to be a potty person or whatever. There, pod, just uh, like, pod people. I think that's what it's pod called. pod people. Yeah, the mother snatchers. Uh, that's what we're going to call them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just like ah, the mind. You know, it, it could figure out everything in the universe down to the last atom. But it yeah. can't figure out itself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Isaac. That's gonna look deep. I'd be like, yeah, dude. Anyway, about the dead body. <laughs> He's like, you're a mortician, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, I minored in philosophy. Leave it there. <laughs> Leave it in Syracuse. <laughs> Just do the autopsy, Plato. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, so I yeah, I thought. Like because I'd seen um, uh, Last Man on Earth, uh, and because of that kind of hamminess that was in that movie, Vincent Price's portrayal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That I mean, see, it was. Yeah, and you see this kind of hamminess in this movie, and I think I was kind of more prepared. I think I was lucky that way. Because you're in the zone, I think, a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think you are. I, I think you were just like ready to enjoy it as opposed <laughs> to like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because like sometimes you just get lucky because you see two movies that are similar styles and they kind of prepare, yeah, one prepares you for the other and it enhances the enjoyment, even though they're not linked. And I think I got lucky that way because I, I, I like this idea, I, I like the way it started. Uh, you got to see this psychiatrist, um, which for a long time, um, in uh modern culture was a much maligned profession remember you go back you look at the show the alienist they're kind of oftentimes the ostracized from greater society in terms of how they were perceived even because of the way they investigated the mind so for a long time it took the the profession of looking into people's psychosis took a long time to get this kind of like uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of like the jews it was uh intended to get or should get or whatever that it's cool to see this movie that the from... word he used was jews jews d-u-e-s do use excuse me what a yud yud um but like so it's cool to see that the kind of difference in around that time where people were starting to take psychiatry more seriously. And you can see it there that like people are like relying on the psychiatrist in this movie in a way that they might not have 10, 20 years before. And it's cool the way you can see the development of the, the kind of people's thinking about the investigatory natures of looking into one's mind. And that's what I liked about the original body snatchers that you kind of see this slight evolution in Western civilization or whatever society and how psychiatrists are to actually taken more um, seriously in this movie than they would have been maybe in 20, 30 years before that. And it's kind of like the birth of modern psychiatry at that time. And it's a cool fucking um, point of view to take in a movie in that era. And it was cool to see all these kids coming in, even though sometimes I'm not sure if they knew what a psychiatrist was, because it seemed kind of like he was like a GP, <laughs> like a general practitioner. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, people are just like coming to him for nothing. Hey, Timmy, you don't know, where yeah. you don't think you understand who your mother is? Uh, yeah, come yeah. in here. Like, what's my billable <laughs> hours with Timmy? Yeah. Timmy, just take this tablet that I'm not going to explain what it is. Uh, you know, like, just in the doctor yes it's amphetamines to me <laughs> it's amphetamines 
It's always amphetamines. <laughs> <laughs> Body Snatcher is brought to you by amphetamines. <laughs> speed, 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 take your <laughs> And watch Amazon Prime. Prime, 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 take your Prime. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Bezos is Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, but what's it called? Like, so it was cool seeing um, this movie in this era done from the perspective of a psychiatrist and even though I, i'm not sure if they fully understood what a psychiatrist, a psychiatrist does no. maybe it was more of a general practitioner back then because i doubt the kids can just walk into a psychiatrist and start talking about his problems i'm not too sure what's going on <laughs> yeah it was definitely a bit of that wasn't there um yeah. I, I don't know this movie was just good man but you know this movie was just good everything that was kind of corny or hammy was just very much of its time it's not like it could be any other way yeah and uh and it really like set something in motion that we're talking about like nearly 70 years later. And I think no matter what you, if you know, it's a bit cheap as chips at times, but wow, that's power, man. You put something out there and have generate the kids of the kids of the kids of the kids of the people who are in that movie talking about it is really fucking cool. Yeah. Like what did you think of this portrayal of the transformation sequence of the pod people and all this? Like, you know, it was like, I like it was pretty decent for its time, I guess. Relatively harmless, uh, really. Yeah. Awesome, you know? <laughs> there was the the guy on the pool table, uh, yeah. that in the bar, and then he just like opens his eyes, and of course, there's always just there needs to be a woman on standby to scream, start, <laughs> yeah. absolutely lose her mind. Thankfully, there was. What do you and, think uh, of that scene that you just touched on? The dude with the pool table, he just calls his psychiatrist to come over and look at dead body. Yeah, there's a dead body over here. <laughs> God damn it, Margaret, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, <laughs> if you look at the sequels, they kind of try their best to figure out a more plausible way for a reason for the lead character to be involved in the investigation of these events, don't they? Like, because like if you look at the 1970s one, Dodd Sutherland's a civil servant. He works in like the the kind of fucking um, health and food department or whatever that's called, sanitation department. And you look at the next one; it's like a chemi- a chemical. What's the guys to study ke- chemicals? What are they called? A, uh, oh, um, a chemist, a chemist. Ah, yeah. Well, so they have, have to do. Yeah, they have that guy coming in. He's like a chemist, and he's like looking at all the water tables and shit like that, and see if there's any sort of chemical contamination in the in the army base. And then in the the next one, you have um, uh, the reversion back to the psychiatrist when you have um, Nicole Kidman in the invasion two thousand seven. So uh, like, I I just think that they understood that like it for the lead character. Um, to be kind of involved in this investigation kind of thing they, they kind of have to give it a better reason than someone saying hey dude I just found this weird kind of looking dead body in my gaff you want to come over and scope it out <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and that, yeah, I, I don't I, I always think like everybody's reactions are kind of not human at the time you know what I mean and I'm not just talking to pod people you're always going to think was that just the way it was at the time yeah it was just the way you were just, yeah the yeah it was, that's it you just had to be that way at the time uh, but I do, I do, uh, like this, it felt like um, digging up a time capsule. Yeah. It felt like, it felt like you were just there on the set at the time. Isn't, isn't I, that I, what, what the beauty about movie is, though? Like, oh, it's fantastic. You whip out a movie from 50 years ago. Like, you know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like, or, like, no, sorry, 70 years ago for us. Like, you know, it's like, it's crazy that, like, as you said, it's like a fucking time capsule. Like, look. Oh, back. yeah, it is. This yeah. felt like a time capsule. Absolutely. Mm. Like, when we go, we go forward into the 78 one, it felt like, ah, this is like 
proper 70s but at the same time it felt more relatable or something yeah and we've uh, seen it many times before as well like 50s is like a totally different world isn't it oh it is it's like a completely totally different world and one that you just feel like have i tapped into this now i like, don't get me wrong i've probably seen near 50 films from the 50s like all in all but i've never yeah. like okay it's 50s time let's like what were the like because I've, I've gone back to the 80s and wanted to watch all the good horror films from then and uh, I've never done it with the 50s. And now now I feel tempted to. Yeah, no, uh, like I, I'm the same way. There's definitely um, an untapped uh, uh, kind of pool here for us to, to watch and to cover as well, because I'm sure I'm sure like there, uh, we've definitely bought seen movies from the 50s. We both grew up with parents that were born in the 50s and the 60s. You know what I mean? Like, so th- that's the movies they grew up watching. And so obviously they're going time, to be the yeah. movies we've seen growing up. So we've seen plenty of movies from that era, but maybe not so much horror because we both don't really come from horror fans in terms of our parents. So like, I think there actually is maybe the original thing. I've never seen that. Maybe we can go back and scope that out. You know what I mean? And we never shut the fuck up about the thing. Yeah, you know, so we never yeah. shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, exactly. It's funny, isn't it? You know. Yeah, so there's there's plenty of movies there because they're in black and white and because they're all just mean they're they're shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, just enjoy them. Enjoy them yeah. for what they are. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit yeah. But uh, what what did you think of um like in the original the dude when he's running away and he goes to your one because he figures out that like that he can fool them. That that one line that occurs in every movie is you can fool them if you don't show emotion, they can be fooled. It's in that it's the one line that's pretty much in every movie. And um he goes to your uh to your one, he's like, if you can fool him, if you don't show any emotion, come on outside, we can fool him. Let's make it through this. Can you do it? And she's like, Yeah, I can do it. She walks straight out, she sees a dog running across the street, and there's a truck coming, and immediately she's like, ah! and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm like that was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately, I would something... like, yeah, I would have been like immediately. I'm like, I don't understand why you showed emotion. It's yeah. just an animal, and just walk off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know why I'm being dragged away and kicked in the balls. <laughs> Out my testicles. <laughs> yeah, I feel that on a pure, pure nervous system sense. Oh, no, I am unmoved by my, the trauma. You kicked my root stem. <laughs> and that's it. And the, the, the 1970s one had a little tip of the cap to the dog as well. Yeah. With that weird little fucking mud. Yeah, I, no, I, I didn't remember that part at all until I watched the reason. I seen it in a GIF and a, a few times. And I didn't know what the fuck it was. I hadn't <laughs> seen this film in so long. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, it was just this little human-faced dog. That was great. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of the films, when you watch them chronologically as well, they do seem to tip the cap backwards to oh, the yeah. predecessors. Like I said, like, you know, it's the same don't show story. emotion. Yeah, it's the same story. Um, the 2007 one tried to rehash it maybe a little bit more than the other ones, but it's the same story. Yeah. They just took it and they dropped it into different eras because the the whole thing about potty snatchers mm. is that they can take over the world in a very small period of time yeah. because they're organized. And then yeah. the second they take you over, they have all of your expertise. Yeah. Like they're just instantly adapted to the world. They have a mission in mind and they know everything you know. And so there isn't like, oh, um, now, now let's do like what it would look like 20 years in the future. Now let's do what it would look like 50 years in the future. Yeah. Like, no, no, it wouldn't look like anything. Yeah. It'll just be a bunch of emotionless motherfuckers that have been walking around for 40 something years. Yeah, it's just know, like yeah. 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like 2022. Yeah, it's there pretty much go. us in 2022. We're all dead inside, nearly 40. Who, who needs potty snatchers when we've got smartphones? <laughs> That's who. 
Oh, and that's a bad burn on Gen yeah. Z. <laughs> social I, I commentary. Wait, wait, wait. Social <laughs> commentary. That's going to be our new thing. Anytime I Hashtag... <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We got deep. <laughs> we took 11 days off and we got deep. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's what we're doing. Philosophy classes, whatever, you know, what I mean? <laughs> come on with everything, whatever, you know, who's didn't but uh, just put a study me. I don't know. We're all one. And there was I think I'm hot shit. Therefore, I am. Yeah, exactly. So it sounds correct to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm only on the second tier philosophy stu- uh, school, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's a long ladder that I'm willing to climb. You know, or does the ladder claim me? I don't know how philosophy works. <laughs> Was there a ladder in the first place? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know just what I mean? Am I the deep, ladder? Man. You know just what I mean? Deep. You know what I mean? It's just one yeah. of those things. You know, I don't want to keep... Well, I'm not saying I'm a ladder, but I'm well wrong. Oh, that wasn't even good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you. It wasn't good. I wasn't that good. <laughs> but the quality of things does not ever really stop the enjoyment that you get from those things. No, actually, no. You're not. You're not actually a great audience for. for <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, like so, outside of that, the hamminess of the 1950s uh, style um, and that that kind of uh, over the top narration with that kind of over dramatic noir style, all those yeah. things, like it's obviously he recounts. And, He's yeah. recounting those yeah, exactly. stories. Which yeah. is pretty much what a lot of them kind of do, you know, um, the kind of that narration, the kind of tip of ha- part 93 kind of tries to do it as well. Um, and I think even a Cole Kidman's one has a bit of narration because it starts like in the it starts yeah, like hard, yeah. in the chemist and then it goes backwards. But um yeah, so outside of the kind of hamminess and stuff, I thought it was cool. And it's very like it's different because the franchise fight is we normally do. Like, and I know this is technically a franchise fight in a lot of ways, but even though it's kind of not, because it's just the same movie four times. Um, it's hard to call it a franchise, even though it is, if you know what I'm saying. When we did like it these, is, yeah, it is, yeah. but it doesn't follow it's not, yeah, even yeah, like for good or for worse, something like know? Alien really yeah. tried to get into itself. Different it stories. up its own fucking hours. Different stories that consisted within a continuity for a time. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you know, TCM, something similar. You know what I mean? Even though there's remakes, we had like one, through, one two, three, and four were very different in a sense. Even though kind of four tried to remake part one, not the same kind of effect. But yeah. like, you know what I mean? Texas so, Chainsaw Massacre for anyone that's wondering. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, no, this is definitely something that was rebooted from nothing four times. Yeah, yeah, so like, and like it's weird because nothing, yeah. as you said at the start, we're it's like we're due on. It's like every twenty years or so that we get a, a body snatchers movie. Like so, yeah. Like uh, it, it just just shows that like we, we don't really evolve as humanity because like <laughs> these fears are still inherent of us being like infiltrated by some fucking like foreign creature or some foreign invader or whatever that looks exactly like us that can act nearly almost exactly like us. Even though they're not really great and pretending to be human, they're like oh, that, the, the, the weakness was. Yeah. <laughs> but we know people like that as well. I know people. Kind of, I was thinking, like God, if they were doing this, happened to them, how would the fuck would I know? <laughs> yeah. So I would say the the hammiest and all that, like the origins uh, for this kind of like uh, franchise or this property, 1956 is fucking awesome. But the the one that was really famous and the one that's on our logo, the one that we fucking got our name from is the 1976 movie, no, 1978 movie uh, starring Don Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, Leonard Nimoy, fucking solid cast. 
And um, what what did you think of this? This is the one that everybody loves and knows. Um, what's your thoughts? Oh, well, I mean, just to agree with literally everybody, I know it and I love it. Um, it was great to see. <laughs> see you later, folks. See you later, yeah. <laughs> no one recommends. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but it was, it had, this one, I thought that they finally said, right, here's the template that was laid out for us 22 years ago. Um, here's what I'm thinking. And it was so... It had so much bleakness. It had so much kind of intrigue. The characters were over the top at times, but in a good way. Mm. Uh, a, a very young Jeff Goldblum was always just, he's always enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Mm. Um, Veronica Carver was in the two Lambert from Alien. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so it was just this really good film. But I loved how bleak it got because that's what I always thought, like the thing that for the polysnatchers was that you kind of lose. Like you delay you survive, you adapt, but ultimately you lose. Yeah, because it spreads so quickly. Because it spreads so quickly. And you are just, no matter what, even if you are somebody who has a lot of medical knowledge or a lot of contacts or a lot of drive or a lot of ambition, it's still, your corners are closing quicker than you can um, move. It just, it just are. You are being cornered. And this film just did that brilliantly. And, yeah. the, 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 you know, the famous the Donald Sutherland, at the uh, end, yeah, that's yeah. On our oh logo. God. Like, I mean, I hadn't seen it in years, and it was still just as iconic as the first time I had seen it. Oh, it man. was just great. You know, he just points at her and does the hole, and it's just such a an awful bleak ending. Yeah, nobody wins. Mm. Nobody wins. Um, well, the creature wins, the pod people win. The creature, yeah, but they don't even care, is the thing as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they're completely detached, they're just doing what comes to them completely and totally naturally. No more than the bean. Yeah, no more than the Venus flytraps hates flies. It it doesn't. It, yeah, it barely well, it probably, gives it a thought. Probably loves flies because he eats them. Probably loves flies. There you go. Yeah. You, I mean, you know, like that line, we don't hate you. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy says it to him when he gets taken over. He's like, I hate you. And he goes, yeah, but we don't hate you. Yeah. And I always thought that was such a powerful thing to say. It's, you know, it reminds like me of nothing you. Mad Men. You know, I, I, I feel sorry for you. And he goes... Uh, and I don't think about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like, dude, I didn't ever even watch Mad Men. Yeah. I just seen that scene. He's just in an elevator, uh, John Hamm or whatever. And he yeah, just goes, yeah, man, uh, and, and I don't think about you at all. And it's devastating. Yeah. Like it's yeah. De- you know, it's de- that's what I always thought was so creepy about the Michael Myers or something. Like when you, when you have a scream and they seem so determined that it feels personal. But yeah. when you have like a Michael Myers, you're just in his way. And it yeah. might as well be a, like it's like a, a, we've met the analogy before. That's like a hurricane. Mm. You just got caught up in it. Yeah, that's it. It, it, it he, he doesn't keep a, a memento. He doesn't keep a souvenir or a trophy. Yeah, he never learned your name. Yeah. You're just gone. And this is doing that on a literal genocidal mass scale. And I that the, the 1978 one, I think, really kind of brought that desperation to light. Yeah, it's the creme uh, de la creme of the, the, the series. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. It's the creme de la creme. What about you? Why don't you wax lyrical on it for a sec? Um, uh, yeah, like for me, uh, this is the movie I came to a little bit late, probably in the last 10, 15 years, considering how old it is, considering how long mm. I've been watching horror. Um, but like that, the same as you, that iconic ending with Don Sutherland turns to Veronica Cartwright. Massive. Yeah. Uh, and because and you, you don't, you think he kind of gets away before that and you see a torch coming through the boards and they kind of cut the black or fade the black and, uh, and then you think maybe he did get away and he's acting and he's walking around and maybe he's still, you know, he's still free or whatever. And then you see her and like, it's it just, it's one of those things that you said, it's pure defeatism because like, or when you see that, that the one person that has been pretty much uh, your that's been steadfast with you throughout the entire story or whatever, 
that he's being turned and you're now completely alone in, in a planet that's probably already completely turned that you can there's no escape because you don't even know where you're escaping from you know yeah, or escaping to yeah exactly. you know it does, it's, it's like it's, in the 1990s one where are you going to go to where she did this for ages pure trouble that was a great god the ending of that always gave me chills yeah yeah when you're the only ones left yeah, yeah, like you know what I mean. Like, it's like, where are you, where are you gonna go to? She did pure Trump fingers with her OK symbol. And uh, <laughs> yeah. people like, are saying, everyone's saying that there's nowhere left. <laughs> but um, like, I, I just think um, the seventies because like one thing horror misses out on missing misses out on today that it did in, in the the years we always say are the golden age is the cast that they're able to uh, accumulate yeah. for these movies look at this movie like fucking Jeff Goldblum Leonard Nimoy Donald Sutherland Veronica Carey Veronica Carey is an alien the alien sorry the following year like you know what I mean so it just shows you that Back then, uh, uh, maybe actors took horror a little more seriously, or maybe the creators took it. A little or maybe more you know, like we, we're we're both football fans, soccer to you Americans, but yeah. we always like like good scouting. For somebody kind of going like, oh well, we're going to bring in this this player is going to cost us a hundred and twenty million, but he is just absolutely one of the best midfielders in the entire world. And somebody go, yeah, well, okay, but I found this kid. Yeah, you know, I found this kid. Maybe it's just, maybe it was just good scouting because these guys, these names were big names, I'm sure. But like Jeff Goldblum was not a big name in '78. Yeah, oh, definitely not. Um, Sutherland was because you know, he's the leader. Donald Sutherland was. Leonard Nimoy was. But yeah. at the same time, they might like Leonard Nimoy wanted to branch out, branch away from Spock, and this yeah. might have spoken to him already. I get to be yeah. an intellectual. I get villain. to be. I, yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. I get to play this part, this kind of charlatan in the eyes of some. And he's like, yeah, well, that appeals to me. You know, Brooke Adams, I don't know how big or not she was or wasn't at the time, but Don Siegel, it just... Is yeah, Brooke it, Adams the kind of love interest with Don Sutherland? Yes. That's exactly yeah. uh, to me, she's like proto Sally Field. Proto <laughs> is so perfect, man. I am looking at a picture of her now, and the whole way through, I was trying to convince myself it was Sally Field. I was like, That is definitely Sally Field. I'm pretty sure it's Sally Field. <laughs> I was like, It's your name, yeah, it's definitely not Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think like when you look at like this entire series, the one when I, I think because when people mention body snatchers, the one that springs to mind is the 1978 one like the transformation sequence when jeff go uh, sorry i was gonna call him jeff goldman but like when don sudden falls asleep and the transformation transformation sequence that kind of conservatory or some shit like that like that's fucking yeah. iconic like you know what i mean like and like you see the, the discovery in this was fucking weird as well like jeff goldman typically owns a mud bath place <laughs> i was like yeah probably doesn't realize <laughs> that was probably yeah. his at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like Jeff Goldblum actually owned one, and they were just like, "Can we, can we use it?" And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, "I guess." He, he was like, "Mudding uh, <laughs> finds a way." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so wet, so uh, textual. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like, he brings it to his mudding part, and he goes, "Hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. Guess what I'm selling." Wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that was a great. Oh, I had some great practical effects, though, didn't they? Yeah. Like in the, the mud party, you see the, the the bodies um starting to fall away and fall asunder, and that oh, just I I just thought this was such a well made film. Yeah. Like, this I, was a proper structured, three dimensional 
film. You, you, it, it felt immersive. It didn't have the hamminess. Yeah. Even though it kind of did have the sense, it felt like a tip of the cap. Sometimes to the 50s one, at the same time, like Donald Sutherland was excellent in it. You yeah. know what I mean? He was just a, an impassioned kind of doctor in it. And, uh, and I just I just loved it. I really, really did. And the fact that, you know, Elizabeth, his love interest, he just finds her dead. It doesn't even feel like... I love when horror films do that. It's not this big, impactful moment where they're on the space station and a door gives way and somebody's sucked out to space. And it's dra- as dramatic a thing as you've ever seen. I love when just the hopelessness is just slowly cornering them and catching up with them and they're getting picked off. Yeah, and uh, when she dies, and he's just bereft, like he, he just has nothing left. He just goes in and tries to take out as many of these things as he can. Yeah, and I always thought like that's what I like in a horror film: desperation. Yeah, instead of like it's not home alone. It's not like, yeah. and now I fight back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just you're, you're just you're literally fighting off the inevitable, aren't you? Like you know what I mean? And that's yeah. what, that, that's what like these movies can always have in common. That, the the uh, protagonist of the films eventually kind of realize that they're just fighting off the inevitable and they oh, yeah. kind of give in or they just succumb or whatever. Um, but one thing I liked about this movie that the 1956 movie didn't have is that it it showed you. That like maybe because you know, and it really it's kind of cool seeing the evolution of filmmaking, especially even only in the space of 20 years, the strides that we made or they made, sorry. That um it shows you kind of like the asteroid or whatever, something's coming to Earth and then something landed and it's on the leaves, and you can kind of see it spreading out, and this kind of thing, like you know, or the the panspermia thing or whatever, it just kind of show uh, I like that. Because the first one, it was kind of like this unknown thing. And I do like that too, where you, you don't really have uh, an explanation until they come up with something like about something being found in a farmer's field or some nonsense. But like, you know what I mean? Like, so I just thought like, I, I like the evolution of the story from the original in 56 to 78 and the little layers added. And like something you mentioned was the practical effects. Like the advancements that filmmakers have made between the 50s and the 70s in terms of practical effects is fucking insane compared to how they brought the pod people to life in the transformation sequence. Yeah, absolutely. Wasn't, uh, this this film kind of did have a... Doesn't it feel like one of those films that belongs inside of the strides? Like you look at something that was from maybe even just a few years before and then you look at this and you kind of go, wow. Like something must have happened inside of that vein of time. Yeah. Do you mean that, to me, that uh, in terms of technology? It just actually, that's the thing. When things back then seemed so actually practical based, yeah, that you were just felt like somebody was sitting there and absolutely um, driving themselves crazy about how do we make this look better? What materials can we use? And I am horny for that shit. I am absolutely constantly looking for that, that practical effect. And I always, I look back at this film, you're kind of going, wow. It did it so well. The 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 uh, the pod uh, when again the Donald Sutherland famous transformations, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, scene just jumps out as being something that was just instantly iconic. Yeah, and he, was, just, he was just transitioning into a pod person. Yeah, and it seems like as long as you can stop that process before it's a hundred percent complete, mm. you can almost completely bounce back. It seems like it needs you down to the last cell, and then it just shuts that you down. Has to download you. Has to download you, yeah. That's it. You're no use to them. Eighty six percent. Oh God, I love this film so much, and I just love the young Jeff Goldblum being like angry and pissy with people, <laughs> really yeah. like intellectually dogged. And uh, I just love Donald. Donald Sunderland just kind of has like porn star energy, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, One thing just, I noticed is like he's he's ridiculously fast at running. 
Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that it's like he catches up with a truck at one stage, and it looked like it was easy. Because <laughs> you know I mean? she's like uh, a good bit behind by the time he catches up to the truck, and I'm like, why is that something so fast? And that's yeah, why Jack Bauer. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That then, then he just splooshed out with Jack Bauer, and that's that's. <laughs> but um, like so, oh, this like is definitely probably the most iconic of the four movies we watched. Yeah, of um, its cast is probably the strongest too. Even though I know easily, yeah, I'll, I, you'd go to you'd go to battle on that. The cast being the strongest, yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. most well rounded, and um. As you said as well earlier, it's like there's tips of the cap to the original in this. Like, yeah. the way, you know, you get his friend calls and there's the, the bodies found. The dog. Yeah. yeah. The dog. It wasn't a dog running on trap. It was a dog that had assimilated in some bizarre way. That's and cool. had a human face. <laughs> and one had, of course, an emotional reaction to seeing the dog. Mm. And that's what gave them away. And in the original, you won. The dog was about to be run down, and she had an emotional reaction to that. So that was just that was yeah. great. Like you know, it was nearly even lane for lane as well when Jeff Goldblum found the body. Do you remember? Because he was like, "What yeah. are you?" And he, but the difference is, like, obviously he was six foot four instead of six foot, and he was one seventy instead of one forty or whatever the other guy yeah. was. Um, like you know, this like it. it I say that shit's probably in the book. You know what I mean? It does feel like it's just a real modernization of the same story, more so than what. The 1993 is probably the biggest divergence of all four of them, or the other the three remakes in terms of like how the story developed. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd absolutely 100% agree. This, yeah. this was kind of the I'd say looking at them all, this was the pinnacle, yeah, because it had the global threat and it played it out for you in a very real way. Your global and threat. it was, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 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 you, make, you make me blush. You make me feel so young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, so like, what what do you think? Like, um, when you look at 1978 to 1956, and then we see 1993, because like, as I was touching on, like, 78 is kind of like a very modernized take of 1956. Like, I know they've altered a few things, especially like, you know, him being a civil servant instead of a psychiatrist. But when you look at 1993, this is a massive divergence from the original like it's set on an army base you got this guy coming in he's taking like water toxicity levels all this kind of shit what do you think of this iteration of the body snatchers movie <laughs> talk to me this is um well sorry which film is you talking about now sorry uh 93 93 this one seemed to scale it back a little bit and it put it inside of a military base and it had it from the perspective of somebody who was going to be young and naive as opposed to somebody who was going to be a high-ranked scientist and would kind of be at the bleeding edge of what was going on. So it seemed like she was at ground zero without being completely in the know, which I yeah. kind of liked, I have to yeah. say. Um, this one kind of fed on the desperate... I felt like the potty snatcher people seemed more monstrous in this one than the other one. Like the yeah. mother, yeah. get into bed. Yeah. You know, and she's just, oh, God, when the kid comes in and she's, and of course, the body literally turns to dust. They they copy you and then they take every nutrient that you have yeah. in your body and they, and they turn you to literal dust. Compass. And it's her sweep. Yeah, it's her sweeping herself up, essentially. <laughs> and the kid is like, that's not my mommy, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and it was just the fact that they killed off so many main characters and major characters in it yeah. that I, I was just like, wow, this one was like a proper horror for them. Yeah. Like this one was supposed to leave you feeling horrified. And while it didn't have the iconicness for me of the 78 one, it's not that I don't think it tried. Like, I don't think it was like 
fuck the 78 one we're going to make a much better film it, it, it seemed to like respect it and try to yeah. do its own thing and I think it I think it accomplished that I really do yeah I enjoyed it I really enjoyed it I've seen it on TV a few times when I was a kid and I always enjoyed it I love the corny part where the kid is thrown out of the helicopter I was just basically the whole film for me was a countdown to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like it was a so, so for me, I'd only seen the one from 78 and the one from 2007. Um, I'd never seen the one from 56 or the one from 83. And um, uh, today was my first time uh, to see, well, this is going to come out next Friday. So like when we were recording, today was my first time to, to watch it. And um, man, that scene when the kid, like the kid starts attacking the dude. And he's like, throw him out, throw him out. And I'm like, there's no way they're throwing a kid out of that helicopter, aren't they? <laughs> and yeah. he totally hands Gruber the fuck out of that kid. <laughs> oh, they did, yeah. Oh and he's all God. like, it's like he's like 50,000 feet up. Like he, was <laughs> he was going, ah! ah! In the last 15 minutes of the movie, just the kid falling. <laughs> yeah. You'll pay for this. I don't really know how, but you know, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. <laughs> but uh yeah I, the, I, the rest know, of the movie's playing out and the kids just <laughs> in the sky <laughs> yeah and it had the one thing that they all have that that you that you rightfully pointed out was that moment where you're told that if you don't act with emotions that yeah. you know that you can walk amongst them it's not like they can smell it or sense it or anything like that they very yeah. much so it has to pass the eye test yeah. but when um in this one, we didn't have something like a dog uh, running into traffic or anything like that. We had Jen, the, the one friend that the main girl, uh, Marty, had met, and she meets her in the base, and they do the whole, like, like you know, ocular pat-down to yeah. fucking go, it's always sunny on it. And uh, she's <laughs> like, they're heading towards the helicopter. I can't remember what, she was one word she turned around and said to her, I can't remember what it was. But Juwan just like went ah, and did the whole scream thing. And it was just like, oh, that is so fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Your friend Jen is dead. Like, yeah. You know, your, your your younger brother, Andy, is dead. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of there. There is just you guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Andy's uh, don't really have a lot of luck in these kind of movies, do they? Like, no, they don't. Not... No. <laughs> yeah, actually. And he's in Child's Play with Christina Lee. Actually, you know, there's Dude, that Andy. kid is. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, no, not that particular kid, but like fucking, yeah, no, it's funny actually. Um, yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a really good film. I thought it was a real horror film, you know. Yeah, I love the scene where the mother screams and the whole base comes alive, goes after them. Oh yeah, Jesus dies. Yeah, great. yeah, like one thing these movies do definitely have is the cool score. Um, like uh, the two thousand seven movie um does it really really well when Nicole Kidman is starting to figure out the conspiracy. Um, with one of her patients has uh, issues with an abusive partner and she's acting weird or sorry, he's acting weird. He kills their dog. And, um, and then she rings and the husband answers and can't get in contact. She starts Google searching. My husband's not my husband. And that kind of weird unsettling kind of soundtrack to play in the background when she's discovering these things. I thought that was really, really cool. And this kind of did that too, or the scene where the mother is screaming at them and they're fleeing that kind of uh, the weird fucking unsettling soundtrack to have in the background there is fucking creepy yeah. shit as well. Like, and, Go ahead, I sir. love the, the where the yeah the same the the mother where she's like I can't remember the father's name but he's like listen listen calm down I know you're scared yeah and then you realize that oh fuck because this dude was just like walk up and he's been assimilated and like he's like more scared than he's ever been in his entire life 
yeah. then you go up to the one person you think is going to like help you get the fuck out of there, save the kids. And she's just like, dude, dude, yeah. it's happening. Why make it weird? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I did. And I always thought this film had one of the best, I think the best monologue, you know, when they, I'm not sure what his rank is, but when they're getting the spiel off the colonel, the, the general, the whatever the fuck he is at the base. Or the army. Yeah. Where he's kind of like, well, like we've traveled across the stars. Like we learned that it does not matter what happens to the individual. Yeah. It's the, it's the species. And then you realize you're pointing a gun at him, but he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Does not give a fuck. Because there's a in so many farms. Exactly. And it's not like it doesn't give a fuck as in I'm willing to die for this belief system. Uh, it's not that. It's like the genuinely doesn't care. Yeah. Like on a, on an absolute genetic, on a genetic fucking code, does not care, is incapable of it. And you're like, well, shit, then what have we got to fight them? Because you can't scare them. Yeah. Like you can't scare them. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and, you, and if you can, and if there's a hundred million of them now, we can't kill them. Yeah. We can hurt them. Where are you going to go, Noel? What are you going to do? Where are you going to oh, go? That was just such an iconic. Where it is. are you going to go, Noel? Think about it. Uh, think about it, Noel. Where are you going to go, Noel? <laughs> think about it. No, just, think about it. That's why Irish people. That's why you wouldn't work making one of these in Ireland. Where are you yeah. off to, man? <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 you won't, you won't have much luck there. Yeah, uh, I'll trade anyway. <laughs> I know, but you're like we're already simulated. <laughs> Where are you going to go when you find out what the crack is? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is definitely a big divergence from the first two movies in terms of the, how it decided to tell the body snatcher story. But like one thing I didn't understand was its subtitle is um, uh, "The Invasion Continues." Is this supposed to be a sequel? Yeah, actually, I spotted that and. Um, was it like the invasion continues as in more to come? Because you could take that, you could look at that sentence from either side and all you know is like they got to this base and nobody's ever heard of a potty sound. Like nobody understands what's going on. Yeah, because they all would have been assimilated at this stage if you look at the and end Well of the assimilated at this stage. And even if they were, they would know. Yeah. Like at this stage, we did like by the end of like the 1978 one, they across critical mass. Now it was just a case of like, it was, you know, they were they were literally shipping them out. Yeah. They were just going to take over by 1993. Another scene that's in all of them, except for the 2007 movie, is the 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 model, the stuff being shipped out near the end of the movie. Yeah, the stuff. But the, the, yeah, that's because the the 2007 one, it's it was like um a toad or a, a viper spitting venom. They they literally just infected yeah. it like like an airborne virus. Ergo, there wasn't a need. You but yourself no, it wouldn't be airborne the if they spat at you. Yeah, what, what's the word I'm looking for then? It'd be just like, um, I don't know, it'd be like close contact. Just, uh, close contact, yeah, 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 that's it, yeah. Um, but still, so like once you are infected, everything you do yeah, you can, can carry that virus forward. But like if you met a potty, a potty, pod person on an island, yeah. they would just be a pod person. There would be yeah. nothing that they could, they could kill you. Like a normal person can kill a normal person, but yeah. they couldn't infect you. That's the same strong like the, yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. That's like the face hugger thing, as in, yeah. they, you know, these things can <laughs> fuck you up, but they can't They can't impregnate you, they can't carry under species. Yeah. These things can do that. So there did, did seem to be, like, no, tears face, or everything. Face hugger can impregnate you. Yeah, a face hugger can, but a xenomorph couldn't. Yeah. But if you were trapped in an island with a xenomorph, it could tear you 18 ways from Sunday, but it couldn't actually... It, 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 it couldn't actually... Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> you know I mean... I can, yeah. I can act all buzzy, never get a chance to fight Xenomorph on an S. Yeah. 
Man, you wouldn't be able to take on its tail. Yeah, definitely not. Me, I you know what I'd do? I'd find, I'd find a wiry person <clears throat> and I would prove myself to it. <laughs> oh, man. Are you writing this down? <laughs> I think somebody already did, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, uh, like... Uh, yeah, so like even though it's not as iconic as the uh, the second movie uh, from 78, but that's not a slight. Yeah, the, there's the so many one cool, was particularly iconic. There's still so many cool scenes in this movie. Like any and exactly. Forrest Whitaker. Like, come on, come on. Like, you never. Yeah, you won't get my soul. Forrest Whitaker suicide and things mm. like that. Yeah, no, it did. It did have the bleakness. So like, no, it's definitely not as iconic as maybe in 78 one, right? And mm-hmm. like maybe it doesn't have the same kind of fans as the 50s one. I don't know. I'm pretty new to the 50s one. But like, it definitely has a lot of things going for it because like it has that fucking, the monologue from the mother. It has uh, the Forrest Whitaker sacrifice scene. It has the fucking, uh, the scene we talked about where the mother goes out the front of the house and kind of makes the whole base descend on them. And like, and aside from the kid getting chucked out of the helicopter, which is fucking insane. I can't believe I didn't know about that scene. Um, but like, what did you make of the climax? Because like, we get in, in the first one, there's like a ray of hope because a lot of people are now starting to hear these reports and starting to believe the psychiatrist Kevin McCarthy, I think, about him in 1956. And at the end of the, the second iteration with Don Sutherland, it's complete defeat. And in this one, like, what did you make of the climax in comparison to the first two iterations? Oh, well, well, the climax for me... Um... I suppose I've always been, and a shout, shout out to our dearly departed friend, uh, Kevin Murray. Uh, he used to love a quote. He used to love a good quote. And he'd get stuck in his head and he'd absolutely torture you with it. And I remember I used to do quotes from this film because that ending where it's Ken going, like, where are you going to go and what are you going to do where there's no one left? Or again, when, uh, sorry, what was the name of the guy who actually was a drill sergeant that's in this, Earl Ernie? Or uh, Arlie Ernie. Yeah, there you go. And he was given the whole spiel about like wandering through space and finding this planet. I always just remember just feeling just chills at how like fucked we are. Like we are just like forget the top of the food chain because we're not going to be on the menu for very long. We're just fucked. Um, I remember that. And that when it during the era where I was falling in love with these movies, this was one of the movies. This yeah. would probably like this again. I, I'm not putting this in my top ten horror movies of all time. I'm not. I've watched far too many horror movies for that. Yeah, and there's uh, far too many just, better ones as well. Yeah, and there's far too many better ones. So I'm not yeah. trying to um big it up. But yeah. at the same time, there's there's no like there's no taking away from the from a film that when you start getting into action comedy or whatever that was there, and yeah. you remember loving it. Uh, and this was a film that was there, and I loved. And when I was watching it again, I had so much. And I just remember just thinking, like, that was well-made film. I think, like, it's a film where it feels like whatever you, this pers- person envisioned in their head, yeah, that's that that must have been it. It didn't yeah. feel like it was tidy. You know what yeah. I mean? It felt like it was tidy. It, it moved. smacked of the 90s, didn't it? Oh, it smacked. Oh, my God, man. It was... Oh yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely did. <laughs> just, just, just like somebody probably wanted to put like "Informer" as the soundtrack. I mean, yeah. just that song. Informer, <laughs> <laughs> we go down the lane and, and like boom, boom now. But like, but then we go "Informer" again, but we slow it down. <laughs> <laughs> but like, apart from like the crazy climax and like uh, the cool fucking uh, quote, uh, quote you just said and shit. Like the most unnecessary part of this entire movie had to be the kids seeing the mother naked. 
<laughs> I like... wasn't against it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not against me seeing the mother naked. Yeah, yeah I, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I don't think the kid necessarily had to be in that scene. Obviously, they didn't shoot them together in reality. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe the fucking someone else could discover it, or he could have discovered it in a different way. Maybe she could be wearing a robe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. You know what I mean? Either way, I wanted to see her naked. But maybe not just have the kid involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kid had a rough road in that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because you're kind of like, yeah, red-blooded man. I'm allowed to want to see this. Okay, no, wait a minute. There's like, technically, it's like the discovery has been made. Like, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, abort, it's abort. It's our, it's our, it's our, oh, seriously, yeah, abort, yeah. Noel, really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. But I want you to take it each every way you can. Um. Yeah, so like we, we've looked at the first three iterations of the body snatchers um, and how it's changed. And it's definitely one thing they've all got in common is that they all captured the, the, the time they came from. The, the first one smacked to the 50s, the 70s was all over the second one. The, the third one was like, it was definitely the, like, it was the 90s. It was like the last generation almost before HD television. You know what I mean? Like, so you could still have that little bit of graininess to it. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, it was really cool. And every one of them really felt like they were made from their era. And one thing that they all had in common, something I was talking to you about in the, in the group chat was, they all had fucking awesome movie posters. And this is something we, that back in the day, people really took a lot of, uh, work uh, put a lot of work and a lot of appreciation into the movie posters and there really were works of art and 2007's the invasion starring nicole kidman and daniel craig was the period of time where we had some of the most shittiest fucking movie posters around and it's kind of still bled into today where we just see a bunch of collection of faces on all our movie posters and that's one thing that bugged me about the movie like when you compare them in terms of the style that but at the same time they all seem, kind of grabbed hold of their time that they're made in but what do you think of uh the invasion 2007 and why the fuck would they drop the term body snatchers when it's the most iconic of all the the words <laughs> you know you know what like did they get did they was it the fact that if you want to like wax uh spit very 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 uh what's the word um anyway i forget english but the, <laughs> technically, there was no pods anymore. There was no. It was the. Yeah. It was a plant life that took over you. It was whatever the initial thing was. Crash landed in a. Um, literally was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, the, the, this this spaceship. This this uh, ship crash lands, and it um, obviously something was brought back. Something that couldn't burn up because yeah. it's literally touched upon later that like oh we we expose it to seven hundred degrees and it was like cool <laughs> you know yeah and it was like that's not possible he was like well i don't know what to tell you <laughs> you know yeah um i think those so, astronauts were trying to kill someone that was on board. oh yeah they were saying that yeah and i love the fact crash that, again, intentionally this is a thing i know you'll agree with because this is a thing you've agreed with me on just as a general thing that you like about movies is that you don't explain everything yeah don't treat me like i'm stupid yeah let me figure it out for but, myself yeah or sometimes shoot it from the, like we can't know like mm. that in itself could be an entire film yeah because the, the POV you know, of the character, that character should Absolutely. not know. It could be like the absolute most heart-wrenching thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Is, is um you know, because everyone talks about that, the 9-11, the ill-fated 9-11 flight, but where the, the crew took over and they crashed it into a field. Yeah. It's an awful story. Yeah, 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 99, was it? Yeah, yeah something like that. 93. All we know is that it happened because we, we weren't there. We'll never know. Yeah, and, and and then it's just this horrible thing. But then there's somebody goes back. But yeah, but there was a story there. 
like something actually happened before all of this shit before you yeah. found out about this this is what happened and this film had like that again i'm not i'm comparing fiction to reality and i don't mean to be glib yeah um but but um but then this had that and i loved it and then it uh had a kind of more transferable kind of maybe in the day age of coronavirus it yeah. kind of like relates yeah it was it was person to person it was interactions it was uh and again it didn't have the don't act emotionless or act emotionless and they won't pick up on you there's one cop that walks up beside nicole kidman at one point that says you're sweating yeah they don't do that yeah no a guy in the train said to her uh you can fool them by not showing emotion his wife shows emotion and then they all get killed and she's the only one that escapes off the train that scene is so stupid yeah. so fucking dumb like I hate when that happens like that happens constantly in these movies don't show emotion immediately show emotion like literally like <laughs> like you know like as I said earlier, earlier like, <laughs> don't show emotions for example yeah <laughs> yeah exactly like you know so um, anger <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's kind of like equilibrium it's like, are you playing oh, with is. me, Kerry? Dude, you're literally showing emotion right now. That's anger, dude. I'd be like, dude, that's anger. What's going on? I'm not feeling. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, pretty sure he is. Kind of like he's trying yeah. to try hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And yes. so, like, this one, is, go on? how dare this? I, I was about to say, don't treat me like I'm stupid. And now I'm going to contradict myself. How dare this film try and teach me? <laughs> so no today's contradiction <laughs> yeah absolutely in, and it was fairly instant as well that's why yeah like, go back to the, the counter was that 70 seconds <laughs> but I, I know i was just going to say to you was um like as you mentioned earlier we're like we're living in the rona society now post pandemic ever so slightly like we've gone through the lockdowns we've seen what this uh the whole surge against uh, getting um, uh, vaccinated and we've seen what the world looks like when people are lining up around the block to get injections and then all the conspiracies that are around that and then you can see like the way the internet was playing into it like and that, that's one thing I liked about this movie that like and maybe it resonates with is a bit more from the world we're living in right now and that what we've been living in for the last two years is that you can see the information stream and Nicole Kidman trying to figure it out and you have mm. all these kind of conspiracies wrapped around it and it's like uh, are they yeah, one thing I loved as well is like they're sorcery, God. Yeah, <laughs> what sorcery? Just at one point, like they're all trying to explain it, and you're kind of go sorcery. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love the whole thing as well, where people thought they're being cured, but they're actually being turned by the vaccine. And I, I you know what I mean? Like I love that. Like and one scene I thought it was always stupid. Do you remember the part where they vomit into the coffee? Yes. <laughs> in front of everybody <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah could you not like make the coffee like yeah no out the hall <laughs> you know what I mean like, <laughs> or in any other room it's a huge facility <laughs> you know what I mean like but um yeah so like I, I like the modernization of it and, and it does I think it kind of resonates a bit more with us now because like when you're looking back like, like if you if you want to go back and watch Contagion now and how spot on they were like almost spot on like you know it didn't go to the same extent with contagion in terms of the coronavirus but like these movies now resonate with us very differently than they would have in the first time viewing because then it was all hypothetical now it's something we've experienced and it's it's very different i think that's why like this is the kind of movie i think a lot of people should go back and watch because it actually sings more true truly to us now than it might have 10 years ago because of the things we lived through over the past two years you know Oh yeah, absolutely. 
yeah and people's people that wanted to believe something is definitely something that i was that you know i absolutely fucking i buy now i'll buy shit that i wouldn't have bought fucking a couple of years ago that's all i know yeah like because when you look back through time you go the propaganda machine of the nazis and you look at all the wartime rhetoric back then and you go how could it be so naive how could people be so naive in such a mass level? How can they share this like mass hysteria as the guy says in 58 or sorry, the 56 one. But like you look at now, we've experienced that like people can be so naive. People can be tricked incredibly easily by propaganda. People are not willing to go and source like information, uh, find out more about who's giving them the information that they're digesting. And like, that's, that's something we've experienced. Like, you know, like if you look at the, the, the reaction to the vaccines or coronavirus, like that, like so, you know what I mean. When you see the conspiracies that are around the vaccines and this, even though they turn out to be true in the invasion, it does kind of like it is kind of something we've lived through, though, isn't it? Though it's like oh, hundred percent is. Yeah, you know, no, like I have these, uh, I have these friends who are like, you know, like I, uh, you see their Facebook, and it's just like one of them today posted that uh, basically we're all Indians, like American Indians, and the ancestors, blah blah blah, and it was explained in this and blah blah blah, and I was like, this is the bitch that just wanted to know what was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, like you yeah. Know. But yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, just... do you actually think American Indians might have come across the Bering Strait when it was a land bridge, and they might have originated from like Siberia and places like that or some shit? That, well, there you go. It's a fucking. It's a. It's the mad world after all. <laughs> but like, what did you think of this iteration? Because you said like, there's no more pod people. It's like it's kind of what the 2000s did a lot with uh, with franchises and properties when they reimagined them or remade them, rebooted them, give them a requel, whatever you want to fucking recall it or whatever, you know. And they they often diverged a lot to try to put a very different take on the story. Like in this is like you said, they kind of spit at each other like it's like a venom sort of thing, or there seem to be passing like the first guy that gets uh snatched, if you will. Like the first the first body to get snatched is that guy, he just kind of gets a pinprick on his finger for one of the contaminated yes. pieces of the shuttle. You know, yeah. what I mean? so it seems to get into you very quickly in this, and it's very different. So, and it really bogs you down with the science, as in, like, oh, it's this kind of white style, blah blah blah, and it only affects you when you go into a deep REMC. Yeah, yeah. And the sun had some sort of chicken pox um, thing where you had a rare, I don't know, EMD or something they called it, and yeah. they were explaining it. I was just like, Again, now to be honest, which I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah. But I was fairly deep in body snatchers at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. just like, I like, oh, I like the, that turn though, because the scientific nature and how they just try to explain it more like a virus on an epidemiological level. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Doctor, I got that word right in one go. But like, um, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, and that's definitely not edited magic. Yeah. Happy to be in reality. I think it was an anti-disestablishmentarianism. Yeah, I just recorded like two days later and added in. And just like, I just think epidemic. It's just like totally different tone. I didn't even try to say it again, just in case. But so I like the way they tried to do that word. They kind of try to make it more on a kind of sciencey kind of level instead of having it more like, like, you know, I know kind of like they didn't kind of focus on the whole alien aspect or whatever. They can just focus on how it's a virus and how it's replicating in humans and how to try to figure out where co- uh, combat. And, and I think I listen, is it, is it Jeffrey Wright that plays the scientist? Is that his name? Um, the dude that plays Gordon in the Batman. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's listen, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. He plays the watcher too. And what if just you can listen to him talk all day. Like, <laughs> he does. He does. Oh, he does. It's, it's silky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but what did you think of this? Doesn't like, look like anything to me. 
<laughs> what yeah, what do you think of this or the difference of uh once you're infected that if like in the other one it's like isn't it if you fall asleep at all that's when they well if you need to fall asleep yeah in this one you have to fall asleep period which mm-hmm. is quite a good thing because if you like i mean the rock get infected first yeah you oh you have to, sorry you have to be infected first sorry uh, massive caveat you do have to be <laughs> infected but at the same time then you're fucked yeah what be a case where if they like in the 1978 one where it was a plant yeah. that kind of sprung up uh, absolutely everywhere and anyone close to it. And of course, then once you become a pod person, you take this plant and you gift it to somebody in the office, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. But there would still be places you could sleep where you wouldn't become infected. Yeah. This one, no. If you were infected, if you interacted with one of these things, that is kind of nightmare on Elm Street rules. Yeah. Because then you can run and that's fine. Nobody will do anything. You can stay awake and that's fine. Nobody yeah. will do anything. But there's no such thing as not sleeping. Like, yeah. On the whole. Yeah. It's not it's not how we're designed. It's yeah. simply not how we're designed. Because you're going to die of fatigue eventually. Like oh yeah. Or your body's just gonna give in to it. Yeah. It just is, you know. I I've I've like I remember God being a kid and I set up, I remember staying up all night one time when I was like 15 or 16. I remember getting home and my dad saying, Um we need to get these clothes clean with that. Would you just take them out of the dryer in 10 minutes? And I remember going, yeah, 10 minutes. No problem. I'll do that. Goes, it's important. And I went, yeah, I, I know. You don't even know me. But then literally just he left and I just remember like, oh, oh no. Oh, buddy. Body heavy. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember just thinking, no, no, this thing that you've just shut your mouth up. And I knew, yeah. I knew I was going. I was just going, you know. And uh, this film loves, I love that because it's a great source of desperation in horror movies when you can't sleep. Yeah. It was a great source for desperation in, in, um, in, uh, it's a um, nightmare in the street and, and, a, and a number of other films. But this one kind of did on a, epidemiology level and uh, I thought that was really really cool especially when she's given her kid like like she when she's willing to pull the fiction herself <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, like yeah. if I fall asleep just like just stick this in mommy's heart yeah that's just, fucking in mommy's heart it's like hey kid yeah. so if I doze off Uma Thurman the fuck out of me you know what I'm saying yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? actually yeah I'm just gonna stream something for you on my phone here, <laughs> <really quick. laughs> now like, you don't need to say the n-word as much as this Quentin Tarantino <laughs> I do need you to do the same thing. <laughs> but like, what what did you think of um, the whole, like the change in this where like um, the kid's immune and they're trying to get him to like the next part of fucking civilization so they can create a cure for humanity? Yeah, um, I thought the fact, it, it seemed very like at the end of this film where the kid gets away and of course the kid is the key and that's cool. I get that. That's a narrative. The that, key. The key. Um, and then they were like, and then we got the t- then we got it, and we just spread it the vaccine around the world. And yeah. Everything was fine. The yeah. end. Yeah, like and you're like, dude, really? Because that's not not <laughs> how it would work. <laughs> People would be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't yeah. want your vaccine. It just it just would. But um, I did at the end. It did have like an interesting ending where basically it was like war as usual. Yeah, where it's that kind of double side, double sided coin. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah, we're back to being human, but like with all of the pitfalls that that yeah. comes with, and I thought that was quite a cool ending. Um, I thought it was interesting. It was kind of a, in a way, kind of for me, pussied out a bit with the whole fact that, like, if you're a pod person, the person that you copied is dead. Yeah, 
It's not a vaccine away. That person is dead. No, no. That person ended up in a dustpan. No, that's different. That's 93. There is no... That, no, but that's what I'm saying. No, in 2007, there was a cure. And this no, one, it was like they pussied out from the whole fucking... Oh, thing. Like, a pod person was... You were dead. Yeah. You were dusted. You were in the back of a bin. You know, you were gone, 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 gone. And no amount of even Star Trek level science was bringing you back. And yeah. I like that, the finality of it. It did have this, like the, the 2007, it was a little bit clean at the end, I found. Yeah. Like, you know, some people still died and everything, but, uh, and it was tragic, but like for something that was supposed to be on a world scale, yeah, um, I found that it would it, it wrapped itself up in a neat little package a little bit too quickly, a little bit too easily for me. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Like it was a bit like like the bad kind of hammy. It's kind of like hammy yeah. all it happily ever after. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, like yeah, it was for a movie that was very concise up to that point. That it had like it was a very concise in its tone. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, that the the way it was going to look at it at a very scientific level. And show about how experts in like uh, in epidemiology would combat this kind of disease and all these kind of things, and that's the way it changed and how it was different from the first three installments and stuff like that. And then to have this kind of like really shitty, oh yeah, here's the panacea. Guess what? We were lucky. Everybody that had this measles shot or this strain of measles, uh, there's the cure. Guess what? Yeah, like nobody, nobody's gone into hiding. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? Like that there is an underground group of these people who are still trying to take over or anything. It's like, nah, we get to be human again, as he yeah. says, you know. Like, yeah, dude. And all of that entails. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because we, we suck, which we kind of do is like, Yeah, oh no, you absolutely fucking yeah, do. Like we're horrible. But like, no, so like we we've been looking over these four movies. They covered fifty what fifty one years of storytelling. Fifty one years. Uh, we're probably due another Body Snatchers yeah. movie. I think it would actually work excellently as a miniseries, kind of like V or something from back in the nineties. I think V was from. So, yeah. what do you think, Noel? If we're going, to, do you think we'll see another Body Snatchers movie? And if so, do you what iteration do you think it will take? And like, will you think it'd be about like you know they're going to use something similar to the two thousand seven approach and make it more like because of post Corona. That they're going to talk a bit more about, like, you know, viruses and vaccines and whatnot. Or do you think it's going to be another few years before you see another one of these movies? I, I, you know what? That's a good question. I'm going to say it's going to be a few years because not that I'm a great finger on the pulse type guy. Yeah. Uh, you're much better at that than You'd I be am. you a shit doctor, so. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Jokes. I got jokes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. T- no, I don't think so. I think that it's not a property that they're. Because I think it's because you have to restart. Yeah. And I think people want to like now that we're in the what what are we calling it now? Requels or some shit yeah, like that. Requels, What's the word? Yeah. It doesn't lend itself to requels. It doesn't. You you would basically have to start with the property. Yeah. And there has to be somebody that kind of goes like, Don't get me wrong, I'm a scum sucking producer, just like the rest of us. But I'm wondering if revamping this for the fifth time is what we need to do. Like maybe there's hotter properties. I know it's not uh, milked as much though, isn't it? No, because it's, it's not, more see, that's, see, that's the that's the other thing. I actually do think it would lend itself to a TV series. Yeah, 100%. but uh, uh, but at the same time, I, I've heard nothing. I haven't heard a rustle, a rustle yeah. about it. Um, so again, I think, yeah, I think with the the, the golden age of television, yeah, I think it could work. Mm. Um, because something that could be a, again like the two thousand seven, the invasion. I think like it was a really good movie, and I think the last ninety seconds of it could have been half a season. 
Yeah. They were just like, yeah, and now we made a vaccine <laughs> to everybody in the world. Yeah. Everything's fine now at the end. And it was just like, no, yeah. no, dude. No. Yeah, they're like, people are crops. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I do. I'd like, I, I, yeah, that's it. And Well, there you go. That's just my take on it. But I, I don't know. And I'd happily be wrong if it meant that the, the, end, the, the, the end result was good. But that's not always the way it goes. Of all uh, horror franchises, no, like, there's four movies in this. There's not really a bad one in the bunch, though, is there? Like, no, there is not a bad film in the bunch, man. There simply isn't. You know what I mean? They're, they're products of their era. Yeah, they they had swings and roundabouts like like any film series does. But no, I I enjoyed this watch immensely. Yeah, I was burnt out. I was burnt out by the end. Of it, <laughs> yeah, same I admit, but I enjoyed them all. They were so different. Absolutely, they were so different, though, weren't they? That was the best thing about it because there there was such a gap in between each movie. That the style of filmmaking, and oftentimes the stories, were so different from the one that preceded it. That even though really at the core of it all, it was the same story told different ways. It was just it never felt like the same story because of how different it was told each time. You know what I mean? And that just shows the strength of the idea that it can be kind of molded and formed in different ways and still have that equal impact on you. I think that's what Body Snatchers has done from 1956 to 2007, that even though it's only had four movies and they're all told in four different, completely different ways, that it shows in the, like, really, if you look at it all, it shows the strength of the idea because the idea is so strong that it can be anything it really wants to be. And at the same yeah. time, always be the same thing. And I think that's the kind of the biggest strength of the Body Snatchers idea that all these movies are so different from one another at the same time they all contain so many of the same elements and i think it's a very versatile idea i'm not sure if we've seen another movie but i think it's a property that definitely has some legs in it in comparison to others and i wouldn't mind seeing a tv series like a slow infiltration of humanity and the conspiracy being uncovered i think it's it's definitely there it's it's what's the word it's uh, right right for the picking that's the right for the picking that's it exactly yeah, yeah so no, before I let you get the fuck out here, do you want to say anything to the folks in this merry 50th episode of Potty Snatchery? Um, don't show any emotion. And then you can walk amongst them. You can fool them. They can be fooled. Yeah. That's the way my agoraphobia talks to me. So I think, <laughs> you know, maybe it's just... Yeah. And no one's just like looking at actually the rest of humanity. You can fool them. Yeah, you, you can, can fool them. them. You can be one of them. Do you have your card of ready-made jokes? <laughs> then, then walk amongst them. <laughs> but um, yeah, so no, it's 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 been crazy. So f- over fifty years of storytelling, over fifty episodes of Potty Snatchers. Here we are, motherfucker, and nearly a year since we released our first MD- MDK release with Dark Side of the Moon, and like, it's been fucking crazy, man. We got a lot more shit to do. And, yeah, we're only um, getting started. Yeah, exactly. Like so, before, before we get the fuck out here, Noli, um, what do you want to say to the folks? Thank you, motherfuckers. Thank you, motherfuckers, for staying with us. Really, yeah. and if you've been, and if you've been with us for a while, we really appreciate. If you just started, we actually we appreciate that too. Um, yeah. We're going to be onwards and upwards, and we're going to increase our visibility, and we're going to. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, when I said we were only getting started, I was just trying to hype myself and Vincent. I was stating an absolute fucking fact. Here yeah. we come. Exactly. Yeah. Here we come. Maybe a little bit of rankage all over your faces. That's what yeah. we do. You know what I mean? So, like, all right, motherfuckers. Thank you for staying with us. 50 episodes. Many more to come. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Alton Tui. This is Invasion of the Potty Snatchers. 
And that was Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Body Snatchers, the Invasion Continues, and the Invasion, 50 years, 50 episodes. See you next Fuck time, you, Colin. Fuck you, Colin. Yo, she bitch.